0: Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, pick Guardian. Cheer Brandon, Brandon Wound Pickups. Hey, everybody, it's me, Todd Over. Welcome to the Guitar Knobs podcast. We are thrilled to death. That you are Woo-hoo. listening to our little show. Going on five? No, we, it has been five years. We're going on six now. I'm going <laughs> right. on twenty. Going on twenty-five years. Yeah. <laughs> and in the sidecar to our to our right, uh, if you can imagine, all three of us yeah. riding a single. Jared is driving, and we are balanced
1: on a pole yes. on either end of the pole, and he's balancing and us. I'm, I'm and in on the sidecar.
0: Jared's <laughs> shoulders <laughs> pointing his head to go in the right direction. Right. <laughs> Tony's while, facing me, feeding other way, me a hamburger. Saying, look out yeah. for the truck behind us. There's no. a truck coming. Yes. And uh, then in our side cart is Cody Lane of Science of Sound. Mr. Cody Lane, there uh, he is, one of our grand poohbah patrons, and a colossal supporter of our show, and in, in mind and spirit and in support. That's right. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, we uh, owe a lot to you, and we're grateful that you are part of our experience, man. You know, you communicate with us all the time. You share parts of your guitar world with us, and uh, you get involved, and we really love we love that. Mm-hmm. Dude, the honor is all mine. That'll be short-lived. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, let's see here. We've got a few announcements. Ooh, We announcements. need to thank...
2: Road.
0: Road! That's right. We need to thank Road Mics for providing the Roadcaster Pro and the Procaster Mics and right. the articulating arms that That's Tony right. loves so much. Uh, thank this... the articulating
1: All arms. All are delicious.
0: Yes, this Roadcaster Pro is... A joy. And actually, I just got new firmware that I have to update. You know why? Because they give a crap about their products, and they want to keep making them better. They don't just okay. go, well, there's that. See you later. And no, they do it's going to keep better. getting better. It's great. So thank you, Road. I also wanted to uh, call out, we got a, a new patron, uh, Bruce Bacon sent us oh. a little something. And, uh, you know, I when people join, I want to find out a, a little bit about them. And so I say, like, hey, what what gear are you into? What are you playing? What's your, you know, rig of, of choice right now? Your rig du jour, as it were. Uh, so he says, I own one of the original Washburn N4s. Now, the N4 was Nuno Betancourt, who was a mm. pretty, he was a hell a hell of a guitarist i mean i mean he is i don't think he's like dead or anything um he made his fame in the early 90s and they made the n4 and he was in a the band extreme and then kind of just went you know uh, had had a flash i don't know where he's at i don't know what he's doing I, i don't know anything about that but i do remember that guitar and it looked pretty sweet
1: Was that the one that had like uh, the massive cutout that actually went in front of the fretboard uh, so that you could
0: actually bring your hand around? Maybe. Okay. (laughs) Um, I know it had a big like N4 on it. Mm -hmm. It does have a cutout. Yes. So you can reach your hand up on those sweet solos. Yes. And it's all all natural. The whole thing's like wood color. And um, yeah, it's had a big like Sort of uh, SRV style, but it said N4 on the back. Anyways, so he <laughs> says uh, um, he's got an original one of those that was designed and built by the defunct Stevens Stringed Instruments in Seattle. It goes under the radar that N4 guitar has been in production for 30 years. Uh, yeah, hmm. yeah, that's scary. Yes. Even though I am a, a Marshall sound guy, in air quotes, my current amp du jour, oh, he uses du jour too, lovely, is a vintage Gaia Tone GA-830 that I run on old Variac at vintage correct voltage. I still need to get the reverb and tremolo fixed. My two current favorite pedals are the DOD Rubberneck. Man, that has been mentioned so many times on our show. And the Drew Foppy Gentleman Deluxe the guitar knobs version in sky blue. Hey, all right. You got that pedal. Yeah. Nice one. And I have a penchant for pedals that are hardwired for AC. I am a fan of air conditioning as well. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. Um, that's a very interesting mix of, of a daily rig. Wouldn't you, what do you guys think?
1: Yeah, I'd say so. I, I I have mixed feelings about the hardwired AC pedals, though. Mm. They, well, either yeah, you have to have a monster uh, power strip to, to bring along with you. Um, and the other downside is a lot of times they put a uh, transformer inside the 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 pedal or the box, mm-hmm. which can increase noise.
3: Mm-hmm. So
1: that's interesting. But, uh,
3: but yeah that just mod that and just change it to uh to a different like an external power supply. Oh
1: yeah, you could, but but he he has a penchant for yeah, hardwired
0: AC. Yeah. It's sort of a it's sort of a thing. Like if you get an old memory man or something, it's like right. keep it the way it is. Oh yeah.
1: Or an old yeah. Ross. Yeah, the, Ross, all all the all the all the, the Ross. Ross stuff, boxes,
0: yeah. man. All the old pedals, really. <laughs> Um, well, that's true yeah so cody do you have any of those uh old hardwired pedals not no. hardwire that's a totally different thing <laughs> sorry <laughs> ac uh bolted corded pedals no
3: yeah I've, I've, I've eyeballed quite a bit with the maestro pedals here mm-hmm. and there but never purchased one never pulled the trigger on one before maybe someday I,
0: i've been tempted a couple times and every time i just go that's just going to be a pain in the butt. It just is going to be a,
3: a pain. Yeah. It's just, it's purely a collector's thing
0: to me. Based on what he's running, he likes the eclectic kind of gear. So that's right, in, yeah. right on point. From a practicality standpoint, gigging with that would suck.
1: Yes. Gigging would be a problem. I think you'd have to get an HX stomp or something.
3: Mm, yeah. I think um, Mr. Bacon is going to respond and correct us and say, nope, it's "Perfectly easy. Yeah. <laughs> My
0: <laughs> well, pedals are not noisy." <laughs> but, but I get okay. So let's let's rethink that. If you are only running two pedals, or maybe maybe three, okay, and it's probably not a big deal, right? Especially no. just to have one. But if you're running like an an actual board where you're, you know, you're like at I don't know eight pedals or something like that you know just mm-hmm. generally speaking uh, yeah that's not super duper convenient it's not why do you why do you have to hate on our supporters That's what i'm wow. trying to figure out that was <laughs> really awful mean tony baloney hey speaking uh, of the hx stomp um, yeah. i almost felt like harry harry coulda hey speaking <laughs> of the hx stomp <laughs> i was wondering what you guys think of that episode
3: if the I moon it was, was really made good. of cheese, would you eat it?
0: Mm. <laughs> I love cheese. Yeah. So, uh, Cody, you yeah. were a proponent of like, hey, I want some of that action up on your show, man. Um, you were one of uh, several people that have that have you know asked for that episode, and uh, so hopefully uh, we paid that off. <laughs> yes. Absolutely, <laughs> good. Debt has been paid. debt canceled. Yeah. <laughs> mm. uh, no, that was a super fun episode. We hope everybody enjoyed it. We we really did have a great time talking to those guys, and we oh, learned yeah. a lot. Oh um, no, it was it was super interesting, and and I think you know if if you,
1: I mean, it, it takes some time to get used to, but I think if you just if you only had enough money to buy one really really good pedal. And you needed a lot of variety. I mean, I I don't know how you can go wrong with that thing. No, I mean it's, it's you it's, wouldn't it's even a, need an
0: amp really. I mean on you no, know. you you can yeah. yeah.
3: You can Listening to that episode from from my perspective was really nice to to hear your guys's feedback and Jeff's too mm-hmm. on like how he how he changed over to use it from a touring yeah. perspective. It's like yeah, it's 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 huge and monumental to have something you can rely on. Mm-hmm. I still am not into the Stomp the HX Stomp, but I totally get why people have changed over to that. Well, I still no. like to make things difficult for myself, um, <laughs> just like Mr. Bacon.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I I, think the important thing is that, you know, hopefully this came across. We definitely weren't suggesting like, hey, throw your pedals away and use this. Um, it. The nice mm-hmm. thing about it is that you, no matter what your situation is, there is a use for it. When I got my hands on it, I was like, All of a sudden I look at my pedal board and I was like, don't worry guys, I'm not, it's cool. I'm not going to like kick you off the board or anything, but I found that it was really helpful to uh, play off of the board right now. Cause I'm not, I'm not gigging stuff right now, so I don't need to worry about that, but I can play super late at night now, right? which is cool. And I can write the stuff and put it directly in the computer if I want it and lottie dotty. So anyways, it was a one that had been a long time coming and frankly i was a little bit nervous about that i'm not going to lie because um i didn't know if the line 6 guys were going to accept if they were going to give us the time um mm-hmm. and they were absolutely fantastic and super generous uh yes and I yeah, also they were. Yeah. No, I was going to go over with the rest of the audience, so it was good to hear what you're saying about that,
3: Cody. He sounded like one of the boys. They were, they were pretty good people. Yeah, yeah, they, they definitely gelled with you guys. Yeah, really well. Like uh, I was, I guess I shouldn't be surprised at that, but like they, they were all very ready to talk to you guys and just kind of lay it out like real human beings and not a bunch of sales dudes, mm-hmm. as they said that they were not sales guys, right yeah we know what you mean okay indeed <laughs> anyway
0: well so let's uh let's get on with um what's going on in our music worlds this week gentlemen um tanya is gonna i'm sorry tony i shouldn't i shouldn't call you, call you tanya on air no <laughs> that's between us <laughs> tony uh go ahead and kick us off and then we're gonna talk to our pal cody Sure.
1: Well, the, the the real exciting thing this week is is Todd showed up at my house with his brand spanking new electrical bike. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it was, uh, it, I was, was great. Mad. it was great. It was so it was so cool. I didn't even, I didn't wear a helmet, but I took it around the, uh, around the block a little bit for a spin and it was fast. Like
0: 22 miles an hour in like I love two it. seconds. Well, no. with my girth, it was maybe 18. <laughs> <laughs> well, I get a text from you guys with a
2: picture of you guys hanging out with your bikes and I instantly go back in time to when I was a childhood and I get jealous and upset because I wasn't there riding too. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I want to play, so I I got instantly jealous because I wanted to ride bikes too. But I, you know, I, was, I, I had something going on earlier. But
1: exactly, that's but pretty in my, cool. That was in my bicycle world this week. But um, <laughs> after after listening through our uh, the uh, one hundred and one with uh, with Jared on pickups, there are a couple of things that I wanted to point out. I did a little quick reading research. And I didn't realize this, but um, we talked a little bit about Rickenbacker being one of the first on the on the market with a pickup. And that is absolutely true. Um, but I didn't realize that it was developed in the 1930s. Mm-hmm. The George, horseshoe. Yes, George Beauchamp, who, mm. uh, who designed that, um, uh, the horseshoe pickup, and put that in a lot of lap steels and things at the time. Uh, and that uh, very same pickup. Uh, was used in uh, early Rickenbacker bases, actually through the 1960s. So the same type of pickup in the bridge position. And then one of the things that, that, that I also discovered, because we talked a little bit about Seth Lover, um, but what I didn't realize is um, in the 1930s and into the 40s, Walter Fuller was actually the, the guy who invented the Charlie Christian pickup as well as a P90 pickup. And Fuller actually hired Seth Lover to be a technician, and then you know Lover went on to uh, to be. He, he developed several things, including like the the P ninety with the uh, the little square uh, pull piece magnets. Those are referred to as
2: Alnico magnets. Alnico magnets.
1: Yeah, and they're and, adjustable. Yeah but I would always been under the impression that Seth lover was on board even before the 1940s. But, uh, in fact, he was hired, uh, I guess probably like at, you know, around world war two or maybe shortly thereafter.
2: He served in world war two as a radio guy. Okay. Well then that makes perfect so, sense. Right.
1: So, but, uh, but yeah, so there were a couple little tidbits of things and, and historically, it's always interesting to go back and, and there's a, there's plenty of, really good books on the subject but um but when you think about i mean this is going on now almost you know close to 90 years over 90 years now maybe going on 100 years uh you know that th- this technology has by and large kind of remained the same
0: mm, i thought you were talking about the 100 years of your what's going on in your music world this week and furthermore, Todd,
1: if I'm loving this. No, but that's those are just two kind of little tidbits that I picked up on, and uh, and I was trying to, you know, I think I had said that uh, uh, that the that the Filtertron was developed ahead of the PAF, which I still believe to be the case. I don't have exact dates on those. I I couldn't find you know definitive information on that, but I believe that the Filtertron pickup was uh was it ray butts i think was who was developing pickups over at gretch and um and so you know he and uh and seth lover were kind of running neck and neck
2: as so as my Todd question and- is though did he run did he run them in in series or in in parallel and Steve, and that's something
1: that I'd always, I, I would have sworn based on the output and based on the sound that they, the coils were run in parallel as opposed to series.
2: Um, but I've, they you know, did. I've, they used, um, I know they used larger wire when they built yeah. pickups a long time ago. So I think it was just, I'm not sure. Forgive me. I don't know this. I don't know everything, but uh, I'm not, I'm not sure how fine they were able to make wire back then but i don't think you really see a lot of pickups manufactured with the 42 which was really Mm -hmm. you know really small until gosh the early to mid 50s Mm -hmm. And, and if anybody out there knows more than me about it please uh you know contact us and we always want to be set straight if we're wrong. Yeah, so. absolutely. But let uh, us know. Yeah, but but that's what I believe. So I, I'm not surprised. And and it was not during the the uh, mid 50s when they were building that, mm-hmm. uh, when Seth Lover was developing the humbucker. So
3: well, There's nice something I meant to ask you, Jared, because I I missed my chance to submit a question. Was what's the difference between Jazzmaster? Pickups and P90s. Ooh, good question. Mm.
1: Big difference. Go ahead, Jared.
3: Yeah, that's what so, I. So difference. That's what's here. <laughs> Big Let difference. Let me talk. It's my <laughs> yeah. turn. I want to. I want to hear the lowdown.
2: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so the Jazzmaster pickups, they have one just just one big coil like a P90, right? But it's the coil is a lot thinner, so this the uh, symmetry of the coil is different. That's going to make a difference, and also. Uh, The pole pieces that you see sticking out of the center of the the pickup, those Mm -hmm. are all nickel magnets, and there's only six of those. Now, in a P90, there are six steel pole pieces. They are adjustable screws. Mm -hmm. You have a slightly different uh, shaped coil, and it's it's a little hotter. You could fit more wire on that. Um, I think uh, those were like 8 or 9K in the... I think the
3: jazz, the original jazz masters around six, five, seven K. And then no, the, no, the noiseless ones that you, that I bought from you, those are 10 and 12 K, right?
2: Yeah. That's different though, that uh-huh. they're built different than both of those things. Okay. So the, um, yeah. And then the, the P90 has two large bar on eco magnets that lay flat and they actually spread out a much more, um, Con- a larger concentrate of uh, magnetic flux field around the whole pickup itself whereas the uh, instead the uh, Jazzmaster is mainly focused in the center of the pickup so that that's why they're so much uh, thinner uh, and I don't want to say anemic but they are they're a lot quieter than a P90
3: they don't have that thick mid strong mm, growl the like a P90 yeah Right, like in comparison to, like say, like my '50s tribute Les Paul, mm. that I love running that baby with with all fuzz. It just sounds so beautiful. With what us? It's a the a '50s tribute Les Paul. Um, so so that's th- those are the yeah the P90s that I've. That's the best P90s I've ever heard through all fuzz pedals. Mm. Oh, all parking. fuzz. Yeah. Okay. Are those the cream colored ones or
0: the black? Yeah. 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 The cream. Nice. Nice. Now,
1: Jared, tell them the difference in sound that the black covers and the cream covers make.
2: (laughs) Well, (laughs) I
1: got to go to the bathroom.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No. So, uh, Cody, how about you? What's going on in your music world this week?
3: Uh well so you guys may or may or may not have seen um I'm trying to expand on what science of sound actually is to the community. Explain um, science of sound quickly. <laughs> yeah, it's it the, the purpose is to experiment and observe uh, different advantages and disadvantages of of certain types of tools or or um, tone stacks and. Uh, I'm just trying to this first this first experiment that I'm doing right now um, is actually trying to see what kind of advantages we can get out of the EHX parallel mixer. So you guys have probably seen like a quite a few um, parallel mixers out there. They don't they don't run the signal in series; they run them in parallel, so that you can have them completely separate from from one another. Um, so the first video that I had come out with was taking three different fuzz and distortion pedals Um, one of them even had a, a modulation added on and what i did was i separated the three into one with a high with high pass for the eq one with mid pass and one with low pass to see if i could make a much more massive uh like heavy sound for say kind of like a doom um style kind of tone instead of having to stack all of those onto each other and so so far it's been pretty fun um that there's going to be a, a lot more videos after that i've i think i have about maybe eight different groups that i'm going to do and i'm i'm just learning as i go on how to edit my videos and uh put the audio together and it's kind of embarrassing <laughs> how how butchered this first one is but i'm glad that 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 there has been a positive response to it so far especially from uh eric who does frost giant electronics um he he really appreciated the 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 comparisons between the three pedals um the other uh, other other piece that i wanted to call out was was a, a shout out to both my luthier dave thurston and um to you jared Uh, for your Noiseless Jazzmaster pickups. I just had uh, those pickups installed along with a mastery bridge and a custom pickguard and uh, trem plate from Indra Guitars. I'm not sure if you guys follow them. Um, That guy is massively talented. Uh, The... If you, if you check it out, I posted a picture of the, of the jazz master with those new plates. Sorry, Tony, I did not go to you, but, uh, Hey, there's uh, no, no worries. I'll, I'll hit you up for another. Plate is the awesome, future. man. <laughs> yeah, they, they, it, it's, it's gorgeous. It's Rub like it p- patina aluminum. Um, you can also get like, uh, I think brass or I think a couple other materials that he'll, he'll do. And, Every single one of them is like a snowflake. They're all different. they all they're all in just completely individual uh, special design for that that one customer and he, he spends a lot of time with you. so um, yeah, the Dave thought that was the guitar sounded great. Um, I also it, it's just like a whole new guitar with those pickups and with that mastery bridge. It's just I was just like kind of like shivering down my my back like how <laughs> good it sounds so thanks man now,
1: now that's that's a Thank beautiful you. beautiful pick card i mean that, and i don't I don't mess with metal because it's a different uh, set of tools and everything yeah. else but that's that's really quite quite beautiful
3: yeah gorgeous stuff
0: mm. it's, it's cool to actually if you go to the instagram yeah at Intraguitars. yeah some of these designs on these on these uh pick
3: cards are just incredible, yeah he's done. Uh, he does truss rod covers for, uh, less balls as well. I, I, I actually grabbed one off of him for that. And, I, on, on my, um, uh, my Looks treble like switch too. yeah, he does not, he does knobs. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I actually ordered a couple of knobs from him and they didn't fit. So I still have to figure that out with him. Mm-hmm. Um, why they didn't actually, they were, they were supposed to catch on the teeth of, of the pots, but they were too big, so I'm gonna to have to figure that out. I'm sure he'll he'll honor it and fi- make make me even a new set if I need to. Where is he to. located? Um, I believe over in the UK. Oh, right on. Yeah, sorry if I got that wrong, dude. Uh-huh. <laughs> <It> says, <laughs> if, he's, if
1: he's listening, it says Hastings. So, but yeah, yeah in, in terms on the knobs, um, what one option would be um, if he can set them up for like a quarter inch with a set screw.
3: Mm-hmm. That's uh, what I thought are, he was going to do.
1: There are little uh, brass bushings. I know All Parts sells them. I'm sure other places do too that actually convert um, a spline shaft pot and allow you to uh, use a, uh, a solid shaft knob that has a set screw in it.
3: Mm, Okay.
1: So, that that could be a really good option. And what, what happens a lot of times on knobs, there is a um, an import spline pattern, and then there's a U.S. spline pattern. And it, chances uh, are, it's, you had, I've run into that. Yes, you hate that when your spline is is imported. <laughs> yes.
3: <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah.
1: Well, it's all about the spline. <laughs> spline. But anyhow... What? But one way around that would Ooh. be to, ha- to have uh you know just you know uh, solid shaft uh, knobs and then use these little adapter brass things that go on top of it yeah yeah Very thank you funny.
0: tony that's so a good that's might- a good call out i was just using plumber tape
1: <laughs> well that's an option too
0: <laughs> not the best <laughs> i hope i don't right. have to do that <laughs> oh so well hey good luck on your endeavor with uh, the science of sound um I know that you've been kind of you know cultivating that for a while now. Um, I don't mean cultivating it for a while and geez, what's taking
3: so long? I, you've been caring for it and trying I'm, to I'm make wondering it go in the right way.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm constantly giving myself crap for it. I, I need to start moving. I mean, yeah. so I I, I I I'm hoping that I can not only get video content out to to people um, but really, start to uh, work with the community over over a podcast as well. But uh, we'll, excellent, we'll soon soon see in the future. Yeah, well, we'll nice. get into all those uh, um, things in
0: greater detail yeah. in just a little bit, Jared. Okay. About yourself, so not too long ago,
2: um, I got uh, I got this Klon, the real thing, and I had it for a while before I actually plugged it in and started using it, and I. Saved that moment to plug it in with a good friend of mine mm. named Todd. Oh, yeah. Ooh! yes. So, so that, um, thanks, Jared. I know where I stand, right? <laughs> so, I, I, uh, cool. I called you. Hey, I called you. You wouldn't answer my texts or calls, you know? Sorry, Tony. Cause but, I knew you were with Todd, right? Cheater. Okay. Right. I, I know. <laughs> oh, anyway, no, but that, uh, <laughs> that that was actually a lot of fun we haven't been able to sit down and check pedals out for a while and and um
0: and also the the 29 pedals oh yeah the una
2: yeah that thing is uh that thing's super awesome yeah, as well that,
0: so, we, that was a that was the first time both of us had heard it so two pedals that i know neither one of nice. us had heard we plugged in we're like oh my gosh yep all at the
2: same time so that uh that to me was really fun and and uh um it was now, really did- good did you use the Una in conjunction with the
1: uh Klon? Yeah, We did. And, and did you use the uh the non-buffered, is it buffered or the non-buffered bypass? Or, or We sure uh, did. We, we, we did tested it all. all. Okay.
2: All the things. It the All thing the things. Is it, it's a real deal. It's 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 a great pedal. I'm glad I waited a while for that. So.
0: Yeah. Nice. It, um it really was rather amazing. Um and the pedal that we're talking about is the 29 pedals Yuna. Uh, We had them on the show a while back. It's kind of, it's one of these pedals that you look at and you don't, it's hard to understand what it does. Even listening to the interview at times, it's difficult to understand what it really does without hearing it. And then you turn on and
3: you're like, Oh, literally someone just took the blanket off of my amp. Yeah. I can't wait to get mine. I'm still waiting. Oh, the Yuna. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it was worth it.
3: Pretty remarkable. I can't wait. <laughs>
0: uh, let's see here. How about you, Todd? What's going on in your music world this week? Well, so I have been joyously playing with a new piece of gear. I got this maybe about two weeks ago. You may have seen it if you subscribe to Hello Sailors channel, but he's been posting this really funky looking. It almost looks like the Antigua kind of paint scheme on a combo amp that he's making these film sound ones. Last time we had him on, he was talking about he's starting to make these amps. After we finished the episode, I said, hey, I'd really like to get one of those. Everything is completely one-off. There's not another one like that on the planet. And that's pretty special. So, he started building it, and he's just feeding me all these like images and sounds and stuff, and I just couldn't wait to get my hands on it. And this box shows up. And it is beat to crap. I mean, (laughs) Ah, it was the softest sided cardboard box I had ever seen. It was wrapped in a pillow. (laughs) And Ah. it had been untaped and taped. And obviously, they, you know, checked and everything. They had to go through the military because he built it on a ship. So, did it look like Ace Ventura kicked it down a hallway? It it Mm -hmm. looked like. Yes, and then stomped on it and threw out of it threw it out of a of an airplane exactly that's what it looked like uh bomber so I was very nervous opening this box because I was just like, if this if I've waited all this time and he's built this hand thing and and it is it is in pieces, I'm just gonna fall and fall down and cry. Well, it wasn't it was actually diagonal something <laughs> I don't know how this thing survived anyways. So it's a 1940s film sound amp, and it's an 18-watt amp, or roughly thereabout. It's a conversion. So this used to be, uh, I believe, a projector amp
1: Mm -hmm. Mm. from the
0: 40s. So this thing's actually been through World War II in, if you think about it, I mean, you know, England got the crap bombed out of it, and this somehow made it through. I don't know where in the country it was, but let's just say it was for, it was in a
1: bomb shelter.
0: Yes. Next to Churchill. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think there's a picture of Churchill sitting on it, smoking a cigar, (laughs) if I'm correct. Um, and and kicking the box that it was in. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and it's just, it is so much fun and it's so cool and it's so ugly and weird. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it's, it's great, and I love it, and it, I'm so excited about how it sounds. Cause, so what, essentially what this, what this turns out to be, everybody, uh, what is a film sound? He's making these amps, and it's, a, it's um, basically like a tweet, like a, like the first run of the tweet. He uh, sums it up as saying it's a tweed with a Dumble, uh, I think he said it's a Dumble mod um, on it. Nice. how he says so. And I said, well, what is the Dumble mod? He said, it's uh, mainly more power filtering, some coupling cap changes for less bass, a local negative feedback in the phase inverter, and a 12AX7 preamp valve with some component changes around that. So, you know, that. Oh, I was going to say that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, indeed. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Too right, too right. (laughs) Anyways, so I wanted to share some some of the uh, components here. The neat thing is, he sent me a picture and he pointed all these things out. It's got a five y three rectifier tube. Mm-hmm. It has a, a the original uh 1950s Mullard 6v6 output tubes. Mm, it's got dollar. a 12 AX7 vintage Brimar Brimmer Brimar tube preamp tube mm. and a 12 AX7 phase converter.
3: How much did this cost you? <laughs> It sounds like a, a whole pile of amazingly expensive components.
0: Well, there's also a it's Celestian fun. Creamback uh, Neo in it.
3: Oh, nice. And,
0: keep it light. So if you look at it, you say, that is, no, I wouldn't buy that for $10. Go away. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> but you plug into it and you're like, Wow. I was just, I was so thrilled with it. And, you know, we're going to try some different speakers in it and, and and see what works. I've already tried a greenback, a 25-watt green greenback, because the, the creamback is actually 60 watts. So it's very efficient. Mm-hmm.
1: The problem with the Neo speaker is it's maybe too efficient, and it tends to be, I think, a little more brittle sounding. It is.
3: It, it definitely has a brittle quality to it. What brittle, like how, like, like it has, does it get breakup or no? Brittle, like dark Cody, come on. Oh, okay. <laughs> brittle, brittle, like yeah.
0: uh, the Telebridge position pickup. Brittle. <laughs> uh, it's hard to yeah. explain. And I've never really, you know, I've heard that term before and I plugged in, I'm like, Oh,
3: that's what brittle sounds like. Well, I look, I look to those, uh those neodymium speakers for more of like a pedal platform amp.
0: Yeah, well, not expecting
3: to get much breakup off those.
1: They are; they do tend to be um, maybe truer in their uh, the the spectrum reproduction uh, in terms Mm -hmm. of the sound. But you know, for that can work. Uh, I think it works really well for bass, uh, but maybe not. Mm -hmm. It's not the same kind of guitar tone that I guess that a lot of guitarists are used to.
3: Yeah, I think they use those in the in the um, tone master amplifiers the solid the, all the solid state versions oh. of the the fender amps because mm-hmm. they got to well, save on that um the, on the weight it's only 30, yeah the, 33 it's laps. so light it's
0: crazy how light this yeah. thing is yeah, uh, yeah. and that's why he's he put it in there because i said hey don't put a speaker in it because you know i'll probably want to switch it I was like i'm just putting this in here <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. No, that was no. That's. I mean, it's a good speaker to have and to try. And
1: you know, if you, I, I think if you were running, you know, something that was uh, had less breakup that this amp does, it would probably be a really good platform for
0: you know clean reproduction with pedals and that sort of thing. Well, that you bring up a good point. Let me just tell you guys about the sound of this thing really quick. Okay, right out of the box, you plug in and it sounds. I I was just smiling ear to ear. My face hurt because it just, it sounds like a little vintage tweed, you know, or as close as I can imagine one sounds like, uh, but it's got, this is a 12 inch speaker. So it's got some punch to it too. Mm -hmm. And just straight in, I was able to get great breakup, not too early, not too late, just right in the middle like i had everything running at noon and it sounded absolutely fantastic now my fear was that if i plug a pedal in it's just going to blow it all out no it it kind of like i don't know how this is working but it you put a pedal in and that sounds fantastic too nice uh so I'm amazed at how versatile it was because I thought it was going to be no, 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 this is definitely not a pedal amp. You just, you know, it's just pushed amp. Nope. 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 Did, did you, sorry, did you say that it was a
3: variable wattage or just, just one? No, it's single. Wattage. He said, he said it's about 18 Watts. Um, Oh yeah. That's that's, I mean, that's plenty for a pedal to, to push it. And oh yeah.
0: But, it breaks, but, but, but I mean my 18 watt Supro, or no, it's a 25 watt Supro, but still, I mean, Uh, even if I goose that thing all the way, it doesn't offer nearly the awesome breakup that this thing does.
3: Well, Mm. I'm, what I'm thinking about is like, um, in more in that range, like the, the newer orange or 15, it's a seven and 15 watt, uh, variable setting you can do. Mm -hmm. I mean, and both of those have massive headroom for clean, Mm Mm-hmm. Plus, um, you can push you can push those to get uh, a distortion on their own. So it sounds like that's that's what you're getting with this, with this amp too. Yeah, I mean, it's got an on
0: off switch, it's got a tone switch, and it's got a volume switch. That's I want it. one. It is fantastic. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I'm so thrilled with it. And and all things considered,
1: I think they're pretty reasonably priced.
0: Yes, for sure. The other thing is just from a a response. I was worried that I was going to plug in. I was like, no matter what I sound like, it's going to sound like an old tweet. I I mean, the difference in which guitar I was playing through it, it was like a whole new sound. And I love the fact that this, like I can play a big beefy chord and it just, it sounds lush. I can back off and do like, you know, a, a light chime and it, and it, and it captures it. If I dig into it real quick, it's like it's got not it's got this bite, which is great for the kind of music I play because I'm I'm really rolling through all three of those things. And it was just incredibly responsive. So Joe Halliday, uh, I salute you, my sailor friend, for making one (laughs) absolutely hell of a fantastic little amp. Thank you so much for making that for me nice yes all right well 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 tony Mm, yes todd i just want to tell you something you know if if i had a glass of orange juice and i said man this glass of orange juice is so good would you want me to tell you about it absolutely because
1: i happen to love orange
0: juice perfect this is not orange juice but it's the next best thing these are Mm. tour gear design patch cables Uh Mm. and they are delicious they're delicious <laughs> for your pedals. No matter what size you need, no matter what length you need of patch cable. And then you know what the best thing is? What is that? Todd? They're, they're like, as they cost almost as much as orange juice. Orange juice is yeah. expensive these days. As little as, as little, orange juice. As little as orange juice. <laughs> y- y- yeah. You could go get a, a thing, a tropic of Tropicana orange juice. You, this patch cable is going to cost you But probably about the same price. And lasts you for a long time. Much longer than a glass of orange juice
2: will. It fits everywhere on the pedal. It doesn't matter where the things are on the pedal. They fit everywhere. They're so small and fittable.
0: They are fittable.
2: They are fittable. And flat. Flat Flat as a hat.
0: So check out Tour Gear Designs patch cables at tourgeardesigns.com forward slash discount, forward slash the guitar knobs. and You're going to get yourself... Ten percent off of your entire order. I say, wait. are
1: Are you telling me, Todd, that in addition to being reasonably priced, they can get the listeners can get an extra
0: discount? That's correct. Wow, it's true. So you're gonna, and it's not just discount on one. It's the whole. It's the entire cart because you're gonna go there and you're gonna say, "Yep, I need one of these," and you're like. I actually these, could use one can of, use of, these, one one of, of these, these, one of these, one of these. It's not going to break the bank. It, it absolutely won't, and you will be thrilled with the product. So, uh, check out tourgitterdesigns.com forward slash discount forward slash the guitar knobs, and have yourself a patch cable jolly holiday. Thank you for supporting Four on the Floor from the Guitar Knobs Tourguitar Designs. Much obliged. Let me get a little bit of this. One, two, one, two, three, four on the floor. Cody Lane, of Science of Sound, and our Pooba
3: patron. That's right. Give us your four on the floor, man. Grand Poobah with my fez. I've got it here with me now. <laughs> so uh, my, my first one is, I think I actually shared this when I originally became uh, a patron. Um, it's the David Main and Sola Sound Bum fuzz Unit. This is a three knob EQ uh, fuzz pedal that has been a tried and true pedal built by David Maine in many different forms and continues to come back to uh, the Makari's uh, line that they sell. And I have never heard anything better than this pedal. It actually was the it was the very fuzz that got me into fuzz and helped me understand that I could get the tone tonal quality that I wanted out of a fuzz pedal without sucking out my mids or low or low tone. Um, it just crushes. Um, I, I've used it in my most recent project swamp heavy, which rest in peace is gone. No, um, <laughs> but, uh, I, I still, it's still my go-to. Um, it, there's just nothing, nothing else that, that is, there's, there's only one that kind of, Ranks up there as a similar level, but still with that three with a three band EQ, um, you can you can shape it to exactly what you need. Um, the number two would be the C Mat Mods Deluxe SignaComp Comp Compression and Boost Pedal. This is a kind of a I don't know how to describe it. It's it's a sleeper that I don't think a lot of people know about. Um, I found it on the the big a amazon hmm. um for i think something like maybe 80 90 bucks and it is i've never i've actually never liked a compression pedal until i played through this one and what i noticed as i would tweak um what i needed to on my own sound for compression is i would get this really nice boost that was essentially just always an always on boost Out of that pedal too. And you can get one of these for man, like something like 70, 80 bucks used in mint condition on on reverb. Um, highly recommend it. I I still haven't found anything that sounds as good as that pedal. And 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 I'm comparing it to uh, boosts and compression pedals that cost twice or three times as much. Uh, number three is the Caroline. Uh, guitar company Megabyte Delay. Oh man, um, that might uh,
0: now that might have taken the lead in, in, in yeah. that pedal being
3: mentioned on the show. So that's what I was curious about. Was it, are people mentioning the kilobyte or the megabyte? Oh
0: no, you're right. Oh, the megabyte is
3: the new kilobyte. Yeah, megabyte has a, right. has a longer a longer delay time. Yep. Um, you, you have. Uh, slightly more features and i have a even more special edition than that he just did a very limited run on um that has an expression jack on it oh man If if you haven't played with that pedal i i i would say get your hands on one um and play with the uh the havoc switch yeah, it's so it. fun. <laughs> yeah, that th- that thing just you just let it rip, and it, it either you could use that for like shoegazy or crazy s- noise kinds of experiments, or you can bend it to your will to do more of like a spacey, gorgeous kind of um, release of that sound, and then bring it right back in again. And it it, do- it does it so well, and I've never I've never seen. A pedal like this by anybody else. So I mean, it could be the kilobyte or the megabyte. They're they're both fantastic pedals.
1: So what what does the uh, have you used yours with the expression pedal? I haven't yet. Okay, I was <laughs> just kind of curious. What what is it? The delay time probably that is uh, is is adjusted.
3: I think it might be it might be the delay time, or it might be the ability to uh, um, do a variable. Uh, expression of the of the chaos switch oh okay um i don't oh man I, I i i don't want to be corrected later on so I, i'm not <laughs> sure but <laughs> please, well, please well the get,
1: <laughs> you get get it and get it get it together and let yeah, us
3: know <laughs> I, get, I do need to get it together especially when it's a four on the floor <laughs> uh, my my number four is is a tried and true just King of delay and reverb. It's the GFI Specular Tempest. Um, I think that I've heard some other people mention this pedal on your guys' show. That has been before. on, yes. Yep. It is still, I mean, it's now been out for, I, th- I think, like maybe three years, two or three years, and it is still just beating the competition, hands down. Like, I, 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 the more I spend time with that pedal, the more it ruins my, <laughs> my opinion of every other delay and reverb mm-hmm. pedal. Why? I, I, dude, it's, it just has so much going f- for it. Like whether you want to modify it on the software on your computer or you just modify it there on, and the pedal itself the amount of space it takes up, it's only like something like a hundred milliamp draw. And it's a monster of, uh, of uh, presets that you have in this, this little box yet. It only requires so little power and it doesn't, it, it sounds like something that you would get out of all the delays and reverbs that you would have in like, say an HX stomp. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, GFI—they know what they're doing. Yeah, all—all um, all their stuff is just—it's. I would compare it to, um, gosh, dang it, Stry- uh, Strymon, where they, those guys are just the the algorithm design. It is it it sends shivers down my back. What what they execute and how and what they put into. The design and every bit of it, physically and and audibly, mm-hmm. they 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 absolutely win my heart on that one, and it, it probably won't change unless they make a new version of the Specular Tempest, which I'm waiting for. That's <laughs> nice.
0: that's really cool. I know that we've talked about. Uh, it's also been up as the Synesthesia, which is the, mm-hmm. the multi-effects
3: pedal. Um, yeah, that's that that is when that one came into the scene, it was, you had, uh, the boss, uh, synth pedal. And I think the Maris Enzo Mm -hmm. that were the, the pedals that could compete. There's Um, kind of like this weird echelon.
0: It's like Maris GFI Strymon, uh, you know, you can put chase bliss in there, but it's, it's still, you know, that's just like, well, there's this, and even a lot of the Empress stuff is is in there, and it's just operating at this like totally different level. It doesn't necessarily yeah. mean it is a better than everything. Uh, you know, like not not a a higher echelon in the sense of this is better than everything else. It's just hmm. it's interesting to see how there have, people slip into layers of of capabilities.
3: Yeah, that, I mean, GFI is my go-to uh, for reverb and delay on anything, mm-hmm. absolutely anything. If you, all you have to do is just listen to what the how the trails behave, mm-hmm. and that's what se- that's what sell, sells you on it. You you when you hear it, it's just it's this lush decay that it's almost like it has a life of its own. Mm-hmm. Um, and se- sometimes when people design an algorithm for that for, for the for especially not just the individual reverb or delay effect, but both of them um, it, it can tend to be a little a little lacking and with this it's like even when you switch it off, the trails live on until it's completely gone. Wow and there's just so much you can do with that and the Literally other thing is a about, ghost in the machine. Source mm-hmm. audio would be another competitor at yeah. that at that yeah. level. Mm-hmm. I could go on for days about that pedal. That's cool, but I won't. Thirty
0: two presets, uh, or sorry, a uh, thirty two handcrafted uh, handcrafted algorithms. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of reverbs in a box. Yeah.
3: Yeah, and you can and you can modify every single one of them to your heart's content. And mix and match, I imagine. Yeah. Man. And Oof. then it also has like a you can you could set it up with a a TRS foot switch so that you can um flip through those a lot. I highly recommend having the foot switch because otherwise it's a little a little cumbersome to move around and navigate the menus without it. It's a beautiful pedal too. Lots of pretty
0: lights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. You know, what's weird that the whole reverb thing is like, I found that when I am playing a show, I don't, I really don't run reverb. I, I mean, I might have just a tiny little bit, but mm-hmm. that's cause what I found is that like, I'm, I'm more desirous of the bite and the punch.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: and the attack. Yeah. And you can muddy that with reverb for sure. Oh yeah. And so it's just, it's very interesting. I love the reverb sounds, but every time I put, I, I try to mess with that, I'm like, well now, now it's like, I've, I've got like big mushy gums <laughs> instead <Yeah>. of teeth.
3: <laughs> have you ever tried, have you ever tried to play with uh, reverb and delay before your distortion or fuzz? Oh no, I haven't. It's a, it's, it's something that i've actually used quite a bit um it's a, like a whole other ball game of sustain i mean you're 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 creating a like a if so if you are moron like needing like a, a, like a real sharp attack. And
1: yeah, but just to be clear, t- oh, Todd Tony's is gotta a moron. Get moron joke in there. <laughs> Here we <laughs> go.
0: All right. I knew the minute you said that, I'm like, well, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to let somebody else take it.
3: <laughs> well, if you want to, if you really want to, if you really want to ring out some, some notes, uh-huh. um, I, I highly recommend running reverb and delay before before those effects. Yeah, I'm gonna give that think, a shot. I don't think
0: man. I've I don't think I've ever tried that. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to try it too. Yeah, and As, actually, especially delay, I'm gonna try that on the stomp and on my pedal board. Woo-hoo. Mm. See what the difference is. Maybe there's but, no difference.
3: But Todd, you had a good. You have a good point. I mean, you may you may never need it. Because because you need to have because of what you're playing style of exactly you're, you're playing. exactly and th- and that, and that's that's perfectly valuable I mean and then and there's other people that love to have an all always on reverb that's just barely sure in the in the background to give it just kind of more of a more of a breadth of ex- like surrounding people instead of it only existing as a mono signal out of out of an amp yeah can to spread that even more but. Not muddy what you're trying to do, but that, that would then go into like what Jared loves to do with like full legit stereo with two amplifiers. Mm.
2: Just did it earlier today,
3: yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I, I am yep. a sucker for stereo for sure. Yep. Yeah.
2: yep. the old Yamaha chorus,
0: very cool, very cool, cool, man. 30, well, that is, a, years old. Yeah. that is a lovely four on the floor. I'm glad that we got to hear that from you today, Woo. yeah. Was that a hard choice for you? No, not at all. (laughs) It's actually quite easy. That's good. There we have it. Awesome. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't figured this out, we've got Cody Lane on the show. (laughs) And uh, just a refresher course, uh, Cody is one of our strongest supporters on the, on the show, not only from a, a morale standpoint, in all the ways that, that is so helpful to us. And that transfers to the rest of the community as well. Super involved with all the other listeners, super involved in the guitar community, super mega passionate about gear And new builders and undiscovered builders and stuff. Like your curiosity for gear is really awesome and it's inspiring.
3: Sometimes annoying too. Cause I, I just, I, there's too many times I remember just being like, did you, are you going to interview this person? Are you going to interview this person? <laughs> yeah.
0: Yes. I remember when we said, Hey, come on in. We we're like, Whoa. Wait.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Even <laughs> like, uh, Cody, chill, chill it out a bit. This is our show, not yours. <laughs> well, no, I, I hope that that didn't
0: come off that way, but no, no, no. It, you no, know, I'm you, you bring up crap. a, you bring up a good point is like, okay, we don't know everybody. We're con—we're constantly discovering new brands, um, mm-hmm. which is the beauty of the show, as well as you know uh, all of the other people in the community that are constantly sharing things. Uh, it's just like a fountain that never stops. It's fantastic. We also have had many, many requests for uh, builders and brands that simply just don't want to do it. And that's yeah. okay too, you know? So friends out there, if you're like, I don't understand why you don't have this person on either. Tell us, cause maybe we don't know or tell us and maybe we'll say, yeah, we, we, we invited them, but they're, they declined. And that would, you know, we respect that choice. That's
3: fine. Yeah. So, and, <laughs> and from a perspective of a listener, people should, should also be able to tell that, I mean, you guys—you guys shock me with with new builders all the time. I'm just like, wait, who's this? Oh, great! Just, there's there's so much out there that we all can't really keep up with. So that's where where it's the community is key, and and you guys do a really good way of balancing that with. And you're you're very open to taking on new ideas, but you're also always bringing in new people that I've absolutely never heard of, and. It hurts the the wallet quite a bit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, Glad I, we could be of assistance. <laughs> I really get excited when someone lets us know that like hey they listened to one of the shows and uh, they went out and bought that pedal. You know, uh, that's that's just awesome because we're doing something right. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. <we're, laughs> In a it's way. Hel- it's helping out the people that are making this stuff, you know? Like yeah. it, mm-hmm. it's it's all about, you know, Someone's taking the time and investing in their passion to make something. Here, I've created something. That is a feat. Even if you've done a clone of a clone of a clone of a clone, but you've taken something about your own mojo that you want to do to that, whether it's aesthetic um, or or tonal, and you said, here, world. And then someone goes, hey, thanks. I want that.
3: That's an awesome... I love that exchange. It's so great. Right. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And it, and and everyone has to admit and stop being elitist about, about who copies who, because that's all we've ever been doing. And, and and that's the way you innovate. And I don't think that even if people blatantly copy one another, it's, it's still a beautiful thing. It's propulsion.
2: Yeah. And let me, let me add to that. I, I think, um, I think it's uh, not quite an, ana- it's not an analogy, but, uh, there's a company called Battelle and they're located in Columbus. They do what everybody else does, but they find the best way to do it. And they really mm-hmm. hunker down and they, uh, you know, emulate, well, not, I'm sorry, not emulate, but they do the thing is, you know it's a government funded thing i believe i mean tony you're you're familiar with Patel, right
1: yeah i think it's a it's a both a it's a corporate government kind of partnership and yeah they 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 develop uh i mean i think the the big thing they were doing were uh when uh, the pandemic first hit, they came up with ways of... Uh, to clean the masks. Clean the masks and
2: yeah. be able to reuse yeah. them. The, the mask of the shortage. shortage. So what I'm trying to say is, you know, all the all of us boutique builders that have taken on all of the previous invented designs were the Battelle of that product. You know, we have our mm-hmm. own little Battelle station in our basements or garages or little shops. And uh, that's that's what's so fun about um, and I mean, all this stuff is dropping too. You know, IDP 90s humbuckers. You know, and uh, same with Tony. Everything is is just done to our own personal spec. You
3: know, mm-hmm. right, right. So, and the and the common story is, hey, I couldn't afford this, so I needed to build it. Right, and then it, and then it, then it spreads. Everyone else wants what you build. It's so awesome. Yeah. Very inspiring too.
0: Well, uh, oh, yeah. You know, uh, Jared, when you started out on that and you switched over to Tony, it just reminded me of Tommy boy when he goes, Rob, you were there at the end. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get your digging, don't you?
2: <laughs> and make fun of the town idiot. There you uh, go. No. <laughs>
0: uh, anyways, uh, no, that's that's a great point. And, uh, you know, that's all we can do is try to try to better ourselves and or at least just say, here's something different.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So nice, Cody. Where did this uh, penchant, this penchant, if you will,
3: <laughs> for gear wow. come from? Oh well, I mean a, a a big a big part of it came from your guys's show, uh, he, hearing your guys's wow. approach. Yeah. Um, ever since I I don't I don't remember how I ended up hearing about the guitar knobs, but, um, ever since I had been hooked and it, it opened up that world to me where I was like, wow, there's a, there's a, a much better way of, of, of finding out what, what's out there. And, um, while I have, uh, bought a lot of the things that I've heard of and, and some, some, you end up selling and rebuying again, uh, I've kind of found that like, aside from, uh, the pandemic and just time and working full, t- I work full time at, at Microsoft. I don't know if you guys, oh, I was, well, was going to ask you what you do for your day job. Yeah. I have a day job at Microsoft. It's not science
0: I, of sound yet. Right.
3: Yeah. It would be nice if it, if it could be, um, you know, I, I've been a musician, all, all my life uh, ever since I could pick up anything that my dad had lying around and in, in, in our house when I was a when I was a kid and I, my approach was always just pick stuff up. If it sounds cool, awesome. Um, I didn't really dabble into music theory and, and, and more of a guitar, um, theory until actually just this year. Um, I'm brushing up on that and trying to push myself beyond that that wall that that uh, you can you tend to hit as a musician. Mm, I hit um, those all the time.
0: <laughs> I'm serious. I, I really do. I know exactly what you're yeah. saying. So uh, where
3: where where I was going with that is is like I think that I've I think that I've seen that I have a calling to to be a part of the community a different way. Um, I've done a bunch of different bands across Washington since you know, I grew up in Eastern Washington and came over to Seattle and thought I was, I thought that's what I was going to do when I came over in the, about 2003. And I, as, as time went on, I just, I've, I think I've found that, that I, I would rather support the community another way. I, I don't really want to be a famous musician. I'd rather be, someone that is more famous for pushing the the right the for the different questions and and testing weird things and not always being the person that is the doing the latest demo but actually taking things that have already been out and uh, pedals and and different style of instruments and Trying to push them in new ways um, to find new sounds, and I mean, I think that comes back to the whole thing of of science of sound. It's 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 about the experimentation, the observation, um, and study of of our of all of our journeys to create the sounds that we do. Um, so. You guys have been a, a huge part of that, too, um, with this show. And it just it just continues to make me more and more hungry to be a part of that and, and ask more questions and, and try to do this v- video series that I was mentioning earlier. Um, I don't know if it's going to go anywhere, if anyone's really going to be that interested in it. But I don't see anyone really doing this that often. Um, so I think that there's a is a huge opportunity and and uh, uh, a crowd that will be in, into what I have to bring. I think that's super exciting, man.
0: Like, legitimately that that is great to hear because you're right that when you're talking about like demos and stuff, um, I think that there. And I'm not cases, the best
3: guitarist, dude. Well, <laughs> but that's not what it's a, if you yeah, don't make it about that, then it's not about that. You know? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not the guy that just the, that, that it's got those blues noodling, uh, hot yeah, riffs. Kilo exists, but like, like, let him do that. <laughs> it's fine. Oh <laughs> yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll let all the others do it for sure.
0: Yeah. Uh, but, but that's the whole point is that you're, you're trying to figure out where your puzzle piece fits. Yeah, and not that's like beautiful, that, sure. man. Like for real, I don't. I'm not trying to get you know Big Lebowski or anything, but like it. <laughs> it is. I mean, why not? I love Big Lebowski, but well, the dude abides. Yeah, the dude abides. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the idea that there's some. There's a new little thing that might be very interesting to to watch and to be, um, plugged into. You know, because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. one of the issues that. I've found myself being sort of stymied by is when you're looking at Instagram and there is this sense of, oh my gosh, am I, am I not doing enough? Should I be doing more to, to, cause look at all these other people that are doing so many things and, mm-hmm. and this guy's got a demo out every day and well, he's got flashy new lights or he's got no lights or he's got, you know, there we are very attuned to pick up on whatever the, the hottest pulse is. Yeah. And on, it, what you do with that makes the difference because if you're just, if you just seek out to copy that pulse then maybe you're not, it's not that you're not um, uh, giving back anything it's just you may not be giving back enough of maybe what you could or doing it in yeah. your own way you're you're sort of depriving yourself and us if all you're doing is going to copy you know whatever what someone else is doing
3: yeah yeah absolutely i i I totally jive with that and and i think that that's I, i'm gonna i'm probably gonna pick apart what i do over and over and over again and i'm i'm my own, my worst critic uh but uh, it's I'm I'm getting my feet wet. I'm getting into the deep end, and I and and I have you guys to along with you know a lot of love and support from friends and family too um, to thank for that. And I hopefully it can become something more. Um, I, hope uh, it does. I'm not, I I don't think I'm meant to be a guy in an office. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'd I'd much rather be getting my hands dirty with. With trying to figure out how how I'm going to uh, get my my voice heard in a, in a in a way that expresses my my passion for the music community. Mm-hmm. Um someone that actually pop, uh popped into my head um, that is very similar to this approach. His name is Ben Jordan. Um I'm not sure if you guys Sounds follow him familiar. on YouTube. Yeah, he. So he he also wears many hats. Um, he does stuff with uh, synthesizers and guitar, different pedals, uh, and and when. So he he has the approach that I would like to have with pedals because say he he took the specular tempest and he didn't just test that thing with a guitar like every Joe Schmo out there. He took that thing and he ran actual um, strenuous tests to to r- like say do like a, a like a like a hit to see what happens to these trails. How can I understand the actual algorithms that make these trails? Um, now, what does this sound like with a synthesizer? Now, what does it sound like with with a voice, with piano, with a uh, a weird instrument that you just, that you make noise with and you go clang clang on, you know, whatever that is, he's it's, it's pushing it to another level that I think that pedal builders need to start seeing more of so that they can be even more inspired to take, to make the next version of their thing um, be there for, users that don't just want to run guitar through their pedals whether that's a rack unit or 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 an individual pedal or a stomp box from line six on a on a pedal board if that makes sense yeah yeah i I recommend following that guy. uh he is insanely smart um i I can't even (laughs) i can't even scrape the surface out how amazing that that guy's content is man that's fantastic (laughs) That's really cool. You kind of gravitate towards slightly heavier stuff, right? I I have, but I'm I'm also a he, I'm I'm a huge ambient fan. Like uh, it, I listen to bands like Stars of the Lid, um, Cockatoo Twins, it, it, a lot of a lot of spacey, very lush soundscapes and and whatnot. And that's something that I need that I've been wanting to bring more to the table um i have done with a few uh like my i have a couple of videos out there that that touch on granular synthesis and um uh playing playing with guitar and 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 voice and trying to put out the, these more of these like lush soundscapes that you can kind of even chill out to or maybe that's something that you like to listen to in the, in your car as you go um, mm-hmm. But I, I think that I've I've been doing heavier stuff recently, especially with the with this first group of tests, because I haven't seen anyone do this yet. Um there there have been people that have introduced the EHX parallel mixer. Um, and there have been people that have introduced other versions of parallel mixers to more of the experimental game, but I haven't seen anyone actually try to um, do that for more of like the heavy uh, kind of doomy tones, and I, I'm just kind of playing off of what I what I had last done with a project, um, and just seeing okay, well, where where will this go? And then the next thing may not actually be that kind of genre. It, it may go. Off in a completely different direction, and, and I, I love to think about that, go, taking me into a whole other place that I'm not comfortable with. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see.
0: Deep <laughs> thoughts. Deep thoughts. Like Cody Lane. I love I'm
2: gonna it. C- I'm going to come in here, and I'm going to ask a classic guitar knobs question to our guest.
3: Okay, Cody,
2: <laughs> your me first too. guitar. How'd you get it? What was cool about it? What was not cool about it?
3: My first guitar, uh, it was a, Squ- a Squire Stratocaster. um and I th- think it was love it. probably uh, oh gosh, you know I so I was in i I was in band, and I did I played the alto saxophone from middle school to I think junior year of high school. And then I realized, wow, um, I could meet a lot of girls if I play guitar. <laughs> so <laughs> I took sax that out.
2: just wasn't doing it, right? No, <laughs> yeah, oh, man, a saxophone
3: in a rock and roll band is pretty tight. It it actually is, but I didn't. Thirteen uh, year old me did not understand that right. yet. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, I I took that alto sax, and my mom let me trade it into the same the same Hoffman music for a. Uh, I believe it was actually a PV bandit and <laughs> nice <laughs> yes, with a Sheffield 12 inch speaker in it. And that sounds right. Yep. And, the, and it was a you salt remember state. the speaker. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it, it was, it was so pronounced. It said Sheffield on the bottom. Of the oh, <laughs> the, in the old English the, script. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. And, uh, and the, and I, I loved that that's that squire stratocaster was actually a a great first guitar
2: yeah you um, know what, the pickups they use in those are pretty pretty hot with ceramic magnets a lot of people uh in the pickup world kind of kind of uh, you know have their nose pointed to the air when when you mention those but but man those those are really good loud full sounding pickups it's not yeah. a bad design
3: yeah, that good, that guitar gave me a lot a lot of joy, musical joy for yeah. for me, for many years. I I mean I wish I hadn't traded it for for other gear um, at the time. If if I had uh, the opportunity to get it back, I absolutely would because I I mean it, it was just like a typical uh, 13 14 year old kid guitar where I got I put any sticker I could on it um all over the body it just looked gross but it just yeah i love i love that thing so much and i think it down down the line i just ended up trading for all kinds of different stuff as time went on um but yes yeah, squ- those squire guitars i still actually go back to it um i just bought a squire a squire strat again um from from a, f- a friend of mine on the on one of the uh facebook groups and I love the heck out of it. The only thing that I would change about it is I would actually file down the the sides of the the, the frets. They're sticking out a little too much. Oh, but, you can uh, have
2: somebody dress that up for you.
3: Yeah, that's you that's know? that's easy. But it, it is it is a fantastic kind of like working man's woman's guitar.
2: There you go. Mm. Well, good for you. I'm sure Todd is gleaming with joy and happiness hearing about. <laughs> Stratocaster.
3: I, I, so, so I've actually been wanting to tell you, Todd. I, I, I feel you. I, I completely understand where you, where mm. you're also coming from. Um, I, it's, it's weird. Like, I like to have a Stratocaster because it is an essential tool, especially for my. That's uh, fair. For where I'm coming from, I want to have all the necessary tools that I can, right, to get different tonal values if i can get that out of like a gnl uh strat style or something else that's a single a single coil pickup kind of setup fine but i you know i saw a a 300 dollar opportunity um yeah. out of out of getting this strat again and it was natural wood so it's not it's not like a it's actually not not that ugly i i do think the strat body is ugly <laughs> But it, again, it's, it's an, it's an essential. It. No, it's a, it's an it's an essential ugly tool. Yeah. <laughs> it's, no, it's man, not, I love my strats and I think they're <laughs> beautiful.
2: They're gorgeous. <laughs> I, I love really my. Am.
3: I love it. I'm I'm gonna be the neutral man. I'm I'm on both sides of it. Be careful, <laughs> <Ian> <laughs> yeah. he just yeah. got another one. Lay off him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, so I just I'd like to ask a classic uh, Guitar knobs question. Um, which of the Guitar knobs is your favorite? Oh, yes. No.
3: <laughs> Anyways.
0: Uh,
3: uh, 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 what's, what's, what's his name? Um that was actually on the show oh, uh Matt Cow. <laughs> oh yeah, Rob, oh, Rob our Rob. unofficial Rob. other one, yeah. I would I would say Rob's my favorite host. <laughs> He's great. He's great that's how I'm there's a lot here. of there's a or lot maybe, of actually
2: there's there's a lot of good reasons why he would be um well, so yeah. i kind of agree with you he's he's got a lot of i i like him a lot
3: his knowledge is is awesome i i i, yeah. I think i told you before todd like that's the that's the kind of guy that I that i would i would absolutely vote to be a host multiple times in this show um i i could also say jared that you're that you that you could be my favorite because you're the only person I've actually been able to meet in person.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Well, actually yeah.
1: the, the correct answer oh. is actually Jeff Schroeder. <laughs> oh he's a
2: guest. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's just a, he's, a, he's, uh, he's damn near a knob. Yeah. That's <laughs> he may as well be. He does have like a gold coat, a green coat. <laughs> well, you see he has a he has a burgundy velvet jacket coming his way.
0: That's true. Nice. We seriously need to do that.
3: Yeah. <laughs> is that are, are, we, like are we talking kind of like that joking. style that you get like when you're when you you're in the like elite like golfer? golfer. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Oh my god! Well, yeah. First you get a, go- a what is it? You get a gold one, and then you get the green one. Something <laughs> well, like that. get him a gold well, jacket and, with
2: a guitar knobs patch right on the yeah. pocket.
0: And on
3: I the back, it's, I think say it's, it's shooter. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's all I can think about is that movie, is yeah. Shooter McGavin. <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: well, Cody, this has been a blast, and uh, I'm sure we're going to do it again, my friend. Um, it was great talking with I'd you. Love to. Great hearing your sort of insight to your long world. overdue. Yes, yes. Thanks, and guys. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be having a few. Uh, you know, most of our other uh, grand poobahs, some grand poobahs just. Listen, and then they don't want to do it. That's okay, too. Um, They're but, allowed to not want to. Yes. Yeah, so, oh, throughout mm-hmm. the rest of year, next coming up next, I believe, is Jonathan Jerusik. Uh, yeah, he's the next na- knob on the list. So, um, anyways, uh, we got a little uh, ditty here from Jared. Ladies and gentlemen, <sighs> it's oh my the gosh, time of I the can show. Hear your larynx flopping.
2: Well, it's in good condition. <laughs> I got bad news, Todd. That wasn't wow. his learnix. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot! <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: It's the hanging
0: down thing. Yeah, in that your mouth. that skirt steak from last night. <laughs> Anyways,
2: <laughs> it's our favorite part of the show would you rather...
0: man you were doing so well and then you like just <laughs> toss it out the window oh. i
1: did right. it he was a window beat, tosser man. man he went all goofball on
2: it i did it's just hit it one run of those, one of those times baby cody it's a cody lane special
0: mhm you
2: have the biggest show of your career tomorrow i mean tomorrow as in, in within 24 hours And all your guitars were destroyed. uh, The
0: other tomorrow.
2: Right, exactly. (laughs) They were destroyed in an unfortunate fire. So Mm. all your stuff got, I mean, it sucks. It got all burnt up. Mm. But due to the circumstances of your show coming up, your insurance approves a whole whopping $400 budget (laughs) to purchase a new or used guitar before the full claim investigation is complete. The purchase must have a receipt, and your sales tax must also be factored into the cost. What will your purchase be for four hundred (laughs) dollars? So, but what are are, are you are you walking
3: down the street when this happens?
2: You know what? You're walking down the street because he ain't at your house because you'd be trying to put that fire out.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah, right? that's
3: true. You know, I'm running down the street to go put it out.
0: So, that's correct. The, the, the would you rather is actually you've got 400 bucks. Do you buy a used guitar and if so, what? Or a new guitar and if so, what?
3: Right? Yeah, so you're basically. You can't, use, you, can't, you can't use any other uh, means of funding this guitar. That's the important thing. Okay.
2: Right. So, you have 400 <laughs> bucks. That's you, it you're either going to do the used guitar can we make uh, it five hundred no nope <laughs> four hundred do you want a new guitar which may be more
3: uh you can do private sales there's no sales reliable
2: things. or would you rather have a used guitar that has nice wear on it might be more comfortable it might be a nicer mm-hmm. guitar overall so
0: okay so we' got to kind of think about what what kind of new guitars are out there for sub-400? Mm. Uh, Tony, you actually just mentioned a whole bunch of them uh, not too yeah. long ago. Um, yeah. Why don't you go ahead and kick us off here? Well, and surprisingly,
1: there are some very good deals to be had. I think uh, you're referring to uh, the uh, the Squire line, uh, mm-hmm, that they had mm-hmm. a, the cyclone, the supersonic, uh, the tornado, and um, for a sub, I think at least two of those models are at or under four hundred dollars. They're you know they're pretty decent instruments, but I, I think it, it might be smarter to to look on the used market and find something that might be you know a notch above. Uh, some mm-hmm. of the, you know, like some of the import GNLs, the tribute series are actually pretty decent instruments and they have uh, USA pickups in them. Um, so I think what I would probably do is uh, go to my local used department or used musical store, something like around here. We have music arounds and there's, I'm sure, other variations on that and see so what So jealous, got. Of you guys. They should. They do, do, do. They not have anything similar to that. Like <laughs> no, a,
3: not oh, at all. Wow. Yeah, and yeah. even the mom and pop stuff just just got obliterated by by the pandemic too. Yeah. Uh, wow.
1: But um, but I I think usually I mean and if all else fails you can go online and uh, Guitar Center for instance has all of their used inventory online and you should be able to find something. Uh, that might be a step up from buying a you know uh, in quality wise than something that's maybe brand spanking new but maybe has a little bit of loving as we say. So I think I mean if I were gonna if I if I only had four hundred dollars to spend on a guitar, I think I would look I would start um, in
3: you, you have finding, to you have to choose one a okay. very specific guitar.
1: I'm going to choose a GNL tribute uh, ASAT. Evening nice Christmas. choice. Which is like a, you know, their version of a, uh, of a Telecaster.
3: Those are great in as base and good and electric 16. Yeah.
1: So that's, that's what I'm going to, f- I'm going to try to find to use one of those. And then honestly, I think for another, you know, f- I may be able to turn some pop bottles in for, uh, for, you know, to get the uh, deposit returned and I might actually, you could probably find a new tribute ASAT for, under $500.
0: Nice. Okay. I can dig it. Uh, let's see. Jared. So, I'm going to get me a used
2: Epiphone SG Standard. Mm. You can get those for under 400 bucks. Nice. And uh, it's very uh, familiar compared to my other SGs. So, I mean, that's... It's the Gibson scale, it's the humbucker sound, it's pretty much everything I use now, mostly. Um, I mean, if I needed something, you know, single-coily, I'd probably get something like what you got. And GNL is actually a great brand, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm going to go with the, uh, the Epiphone, the Epiphone,
3: <laughs> um, the, the standard twerp? here. That, the 2020 stuff that they... You know, they the, yeah, the 2020,
2: it. it's actually some of the best stuff that they've come up with in a long time. Yeah. Exactly right. they, I think you're
3: right. Uh, the, the LP heads are a lot wider. It's gorgeous looking.
2: Yeah, the Epiphone line uh, was sold out too for a while. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's really... Uh, they, they've really done a good job. Gibson's done a good job with getting Epiphone improved big mm-hmm. time or the Epiphone team, whoever it is, I'm not sure but uh, yeah i would definitely get one of those that that's that's a no brainer for me
0: nice. all right how about yourself cody it's your it's your would you rather better make it uh, good
3: yeah i'm going to i'm going to go with a used j maskus jazzmaster mm. ooh good good call that's a
1: i forgot about that that's actually and i've i've played yeah. a number of those and they are excellent cody wins
3: so yeah, that's a superb quality uh, lower budget guitar for real I just mm-hmm. actually the, it was the Jazzmaster that I was going to buy before I had found the Shell Pink uh, Chicago Music Exchange um, Jazzmaster that they had just released mm-hmm. of course that has nothing to do with this would you rather but um, that that guitar is awesome and I've heard nothing but good things about it it's yep. a very good project guitar too if you want to upgrade stuff
1: yeah, and it comes with a uh, uh, anodized aluminum pick guard, which was really what, mm-hmm. what uh, Fender used back when they when they first introduced the uh, the Jazz Masters.
3: Yeah,
0: indeed. How well, you, I'm <laughs> I'm going to uh, phone up my rep at Sweetwater and get myself, uh, much like Jared, I'm going to get the uh, the Epiphone Les Paul uh, Special. So with a wraparound and P90s, giddy up three ninety nine nice. baby with a penny to spare and no shipping. Is and that brand new? Yeah. Oh wow, that's it. Yeah. That's a sweet router right now. By the way, Dude, that's, that's a, a killer. killer deal.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I that man. I want. I might want to get one of those. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, uh, that's just. I know exactly what it's going to do. And it's going to be, it's going to feel right. It'll feel good. And, and, uh, I'll get the most bang out of my buck. Well, there you have it. Giddy up. That was a good question, man. Thank you for uh, sending that in. Yeah. My pleasure. And, uh, Tony. Yes. We got a few people to thank. We do. You know, Todd, especially.
1: At this point of the show we like to thank a very special group of people. These would be our executive producers. Now, what we call an executive producer isn't necessarily what you would see maybe in a TV or a movie setup. but our executive producers help make this show possible. They still get stuff. Well, they do get stuff. So let's just say you want to know about becoming an executive producer? Well, go over to patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs and check out a couple of different levels in which you can participate. Become a sponsor, a patron of this very podcast. There are plenty, I mean, millions of thank you gifts, things like T-shirts and barefoot buttons and picks and stickers and T-shirts and keychains, and oh my goodness, the list just goes on and on. But as an executive producer, you get all that great stuff. And Jared, what else? Cody Lane. You get Cody Lane? <laughs> cool. <laughs> Say
3: it. You get to have your name read on the thing.
1: <laughs> That's right. Here, I thought we were going to give away Cody Lane as part of the package. <laughs> cool. So that's what I'm going to do right now. I'm going to read this ever-growing list of names of executive producers, and I would like to personally thank each and every one. Let's start with Tom Arazin, Martin Cliff, John Daly, Chris Kearney, Darren Gregory, Doug Crist, Michael Van Zant, Ken Sayers, Brian Robison, Michael Senchuk, Stefan Lamb, Johnny Knowles, Anthony Lathrop, John Anglin, Tyler Bray, Brad Partridge, Chris Heidel, John Esterly, Doug Gann, Justin Jones, Fred Alexander, James White, Matt Hart, Bill Gola Guitars, Richard Kendall, Tig Harmon, John Williams, John Jackson, Jason Roush, David Arando, Douglas King, Gary Cooper, Rob Saxby, Mark Garton, Elad Mizrahi, and Mikey D., yeah oh but wait Uh, todd todd you do this every week and i have to i have to tell you it's getting irritating (laughs) tell them (laughs) there's another special group of executive producers these folks like to live up on the penthouse floor hang out smoke cigars wearing a fez listening to this podcast drinking an old-fashioned an old-fashioned that sounds good (laughs) <laughs> These are our grand Poobas, And I would like to send extra, extra, extra special thanks to them. There's a guy on here that I'm going to say twice, too. <laughs> Jonathan Jerusik, Corey Nigro, David Kaminga, Cody Lane, also known as Science of Sound. There you and go. <laughs> Cody Foster, Sean S., Yes. yes. Tommy Manesco, Adam Johnson, Steve Keys, Tim Nowak, Tyler Rines James Pennington, and L.S.J. Music Company.
0: Right on. Thank you guys wait, did, so did much. We,
3: did you guys forget uh, Richard Bacon or what's his name? <laughs> Bruce Bacon. He's at Bruce uh, Bruce uh, he's Bacon at a, a different Bacon. level. Yes. Way to so, go, wait, Cody. Hang
0: on. Hang on. <laughs> hang on. Well. Hey, well, thank you, <laughs> <laughs> Uh So anyways, yes. Thank you all, all for helping us out so much. It is just, we couldn't do it without you. We couldn't. That's, that's the truth of it. And especially to you, Cody. Thank you, my friend.
3: Thank you, guys. All right.
0: Let's find out where people can maybe get in touch with you, Cody, or watch what you're doing
3: yeah, you can uh, follow me on Instagram at scienceofsoundofficial, or you can go to my website, scienceofsound.us. Perfect. Uh, Tony? Well, let's
1: just say you need a special pickguard, something that's not made from aluminum.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> go over to PickGuardian.com, check out some of the stuff that I have available there. By and large, what I do is custom work, so shoot me an email, let me know what you need. We'll get you hooked up. How about a felt pick guard? Mm, I've Mm. not tried to cut felt, but (laughs) I've always felt it uh, would be a little too soft.
2: Oh,
3: (laughs) zing.
0: Oh, boy. All right, Jared. Pickups. If you uh, need a new pickup that
2: looks old or have an old pickup that doesn't work, anything like that or new, fresh, nice pickups to take out of the box and look and smell and then put into the guitar and be happy go to com. and uh if you got any questions jared at com. that's
0: excellent it. you can get a hold of me via email todd at the guitar knobs.com you could also dm me on instagram at guitar knobs we'd love to hear your thoughts what you're up to all the things Send them our way. And give us some would-you-rathers, people. We know you're listening, and you're like, oh, I got one. Well, send it to us, for Pete's sakes. We'll, we'll be happy yeah. to, to put it, to get it up there. Uh, humongous thanks to Cody Lane for dropping by, hanging out with us, and supporting our show. Thanks to you guys. Pleasure is all mine. Everyone out there, have a fantastic guitar week. And subscribe! Yeah! Uh- Woo! What's wrong with you, douche? Um, I switched over to. Uh, <laughs> you answered. I know. Yes, I do. Okay.
1: Yeah, um, that's what yeah. we do. We have fun, despite what Todd says.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Kentucky Fried. My brain is today. Uh. Hello. There's Tanya. Why? Hello, Tony. Why? Ah ha ha. <laughs> <laughs>
3: You know what I've noticed that no one ever calls you tone bone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Bastard. Well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. Visit our website at theguitarknobs.com for all of our past episodes, four on the floor blog, and other good stuff. You can connect with us on social too at our Facebook page and share your gear and stories on our Facebook group. Also, be sure to check out our Instagram, at Guitar Knobs. Catch you next time.